Everybody say the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Today, I want to talk to you just for a few moments out of Numbers chapter 17, verses 1 through 5. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers chapter 17, verses 1 through 5. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and get 12 staffs from them, one from the leader of each of these ancestral tribes. Write the name of each man on his staff. If you grab a Bible, number 17, I would love for you to underline those few words right there. Write the name of each man on his own staff. On the staff of Levi, write Aaron's name. For there must be one staff for the head of each ancestral tribe. Place them in the tent of meeting in front of the Ark of the Covenant. This is where I will meet with you. I love that. For the staff belonging to the man I choose will sprout. I want to say that again. For the staff belonging to the man I choose will sprout. For the next few minutes, I just want to talk to you from this perspective, God's choice, God's choice. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would speak to us today. Open our ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord would say to us both individually and collectively. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. It's sad to say there's a wave of theology, a modern way of thinking that comes, it really comes from secular humanism that says all roads lead to heaven. You've probably heard that ter terminology before. a matter of fact, there was a famous talk show host who spoke uh, these words from live TV a few years ago. When I heard her statement, it, it deeply grieved me in my spirit because I couldn't help but think of all the people who were wrongly influenced by this one flippant, demonic comment. Really, why? Because there's only one way to heaven. There's only one way to see the Father face, face to face. There's only one way to experience His love and forgiveness and, and grace. See, there's only one way to heaven, and it's through the nail-pierced hands of Jesus Christ. There's many ways to hell, but only one way to heaven. There's one way. The Apostle John wrote that Jesus was the doorway. And this, my friend, is God's idea. When the plan of redemption was initiated in the Garden of Eden until now, this is what the Old Testament was all about. It was pointing to Jesus, God's choice. In the Old Testament, in order to authenticate the high priest, the one who would mediate between God and man, number 17, Moses told every leader in the land to go get a staff representing the Word of God. Go get a staff and tell every man to write their name on it, representing each ancestral tribe, and bring it back to the place and lay it before me. I will put these sticks in the holy place, the holy of holies, in front of the Ark of the Covenant, the place where the Spirit of the Lord dwells. Put these rods in the presence of God. And he said that this is how you will know my choice. The stick that was cut down, it will come back to life. 
It was an almond branch. The, the almond branch will bud right before your eyes. And this will be the process of authentication. This will be my choice. The one who will stand before me on behalf of, of God and man. Even though it was a dead stick that was cut down, watch for the one who comes back to life miraculously. And I want to tell you today that nothing has changed. How do we know that this Jesus, that this Jesus Christ, it, how do we know that He is Lord and Savior of the world? How do we really know that He is the mediator between God and man? How do we know that He is the one and only true and living God? How can we be sure that He is the one who can save us from our sins? I'm so glad you asked. The wisdom of the world says there's many religions. There's so many philosophies and ideologies and so many different people and thought processes and, and religions. Is, is there really something that we can call absolute truth? How can we really know that the Bible is true? How can we have this blessed assurance? See, some say you, you can get to heaven any old way. Just be a good person. God's good. Do some good, good deeds. In the end, it's going to be okay. How can a loving God send somebody to hell anyway? Well, you're right. God doesn't send anybody to hell. You have a choice. God's choice. You have a choice. It's called free will. How do we know that this is true? Well, the test is still the same Today, look for the almond branch that buds, the dead stick that comes back to life. Take Buddha, cut him down, put him in a tomb. Take Muhammad, the leader of Islam, cut him down, put him in a tomb. For it's appointed unto man once to die. Take Confucius and Lord Shiva, the leaders of Hinduism, let them live, let them die. Put them in a tomb too. Take Joseph Smith, the prophet for the Mormon community. Take New Age, reincarnation, atheism, agnosticism, the Big Bang. Put them all in a tomb. But don't forget there was a man by the name of Jesus Christ too. He came, he lived, he died. You know his story. They beat him and mocked him. They laughed at him. They tortured him. I never want to desensitize this, this reality. They spat on him. They ripped his clothes off and made a public spectacle of his innocence. And they celebrated his death at the city square, even though he lived a sinless life. They cut him down from the cross of Calvary and put him in a borrowed tomb. But he did not stay there. After three days of preaching to the spirits in prison in the belly of the earth, death could not hold him, hell could not handle him, and Satan could not stop him. The stories told that early that Sunday morning on the first day of the week, the stone was rolled away and Jesus Christ came back forth victoriously. Hallelujah. I feel like taking a praise break. This story, it, it, it moves me because God said for all of these men to bring back a staff with every name written on it from the surrounding tribes 
And the stick that came back to life, he is Lord, Savior of all, the King of kings, the great high priest. He's the one that will stand before me on behalf of mankind. This man is my choice. And my friend, many great and women have came and lived great lives, but there is only one who has conquered death, hell, and the grave. There's only one who has the power to forgive you of your sins. How do I know? Because Jesus still lives. And because he lives, you will live also. Jesus wasn't just a good man. Jesus was God. Jesus was the sacrifice for the sins of mankind, and he's the only way to heaven. There's there's many ways to Jesus. You have a story. I have a story, but there's only one way to God, and it's through the narrow gate, the door, the blood of his piercing. Think about what I'm saying. Under the old covenant, God said, I want you to preserve three things under the mercy seat. God said, I dwell between the cherubim wings, but in my present, I desire these three things. This was God's box. If you know the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, wherever that box traveled to, so goes God. It was the God box. He could have chosen anything to put in his presence. In the Ark of the Covenant, the place where God dwelt, but he chose one, two, three, the tablets of stone, Representing the word, the the, the preservation of the word. Number two, the manna, put it in a pot. This is a miracle. He said, I will never rot. The manna, it means what is it? (laughs) Put, Put the tablets of stone. Moses wrote the law on the stone. Uh, on the mountain, God spoke to him and he wrote it down, put it in a box. And then he took the manna and put it in a pot. Manna means, what is it? It was, it was falling from the sky. Amen. This means that everything lives in God's presence. The manna represents provision for my people. Of all the things that God could have put in a box, he put the word and he put the provision. My word is most important. Number two, I want you to remember how good I've been to you. What is this? It's testimony. I am the one who has helped you get this far. It's not because of your witness and wittiness and intelligence. It's because of my presence. And I am Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Put it under the mercy seat. I never want you to forget these three things. And lastly, it's kind of funny. What's the third thing? The Ten Commandments, the manna. And a stick. God said, I want Aaron's rod that budded. Number 17, I want the stick that came back to life. I never want you to forget these three things. Why? Because I don't want anybody to ever forget that I am the God who can take dead things and bring them back to life. To Telestai. It's finished. Jesus didn't say, I am finished. He said, it is finished. And I woke up with this word in my spirit this morning. God's not finished with you yet. God's going to use you. Don't you hit the abort button. Don't you give up. I don't know who I'm talking to, but God's not finished with you yet. Don't miss this. We serve the God who can take things dead things, and bring them back to life. 
He can bring your business back to life. He can bring your backslidden son or daughter back to life. He can resurrect your bank account. He can turn around your marriage. He can turn around your health. He can bring revival to your community and church. He can bring it back to life. He can bring your dead dreams back to life. Friend, nothing is impossible to those who believe. And I don't know about you, but I still believe in a miracle working God. I still believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe in you. I believe in the United States of America. I believe in our local churches and denominations. I believe in the next generation. I believe that nothing under God's control could ever be out of control. In fact, we are in a perfect place today for an unprecedented outpouring of God's powerful spirit. Lift your hands right now and say, God's not finished with me yet. Here I am, Lord, choose me. Wave your stick in the sky and say boldly, Here I am, Lord, choose me. Whatever it may be, bring it back to life. I believe these sticks, they're your hands, hallelujah. They they, they belong to you and me, and God's given us power and authority. We're believers. We all come from the same blood. We're all sons and daughters of of God. Are, Are you with me? Yes, we're going to heaven now, but it's time to bring heaven down. Hallelujah. The kingdom of heaven is at hand, and he's not finished with you. He's not finished with you. I'm telling you. He is not finished with you yet. Hallelujah. Conventional wisdom says good people go to heaven and bad people go to hell. We can't forget these things. It's not not necessarily true. You can be a good person and reject the free gift of grace in Christ Jesus and regretfully go to hell. You can. You can be good and go to hell. But on the contrary, you can be bad. You can, be, you can be the biggest, baddest brother on the block, receive Christ, and go to heaven. See, heaven is not for good people. Heaven is for forgiven people. Do you see the difference? It is said that there are going to be three surprises when we go to heaven. There's going to be people there that we never thought would be there. Wow. Look at Bob over there. I didn't know, I didn't know Bob was a believer. And then there's going to be people who, who we thought would be there, but... But they're not going to be there. Wait a minute. Where's he at? Where's she at? I thought she would be here. And number three, we're going to be there. I don't know about you, but I'm going to bust heaven wide open. You're going to be there. And I'm going to be there. This is the too good to be true gospel. It's so good. God is so good. And we are so free. It's simple. Saint, even a child could understand This good story, the gospel. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody can make it. Nobody can make it to the Father except through me. I travel the world. As a matter of fact, I'm getting ready to board a plane in a day or two and go go to Southeast Asia. But I'm, I'm in this country. I'm in that country. I feel like God has given me a global perspective on people and and, and world religion, it's amazing. I meet so many people. They believe this and, and they believe that. But in Christianity, God didn't say, you come to me. On the contrary, God said, I'm going to come to you. 
So you don't have to, to do good things. Hopefully when you get God, you'll be good, right? Because apart from Him, you can do nothing. You're not good. God is that great. But Christianity, you know, God, God says, I don't want you to come to me. I, I came to you. I'm sending my son, Jesus Christ, as my only attempt to save you and rescue you from all of your sins. I always say Jesus Christ is the greatest evangelist. He left heaven and he came to your home. He came down. And when you receive him, I'm telling you, Jesus plus nothing is everything. If you've got God, you've got everything that you need. And Jesus Christ is God. Jesus came to seek and save people just like you and me to set us free from our sins and our, and our struggles, our guilt and our shame. I'm telling you, you can be free today. I love this story. Just a little devotion. I'm going to be short today. But in number 17, cut down a stick, a dead stick. They cut it down. They, they wrote a name on it, and they threw the stick before God into the holies of holies at the Ark of the Covenant. And Moses told the people that the stick that came back to life, this man is my choice, and he's going to be a mediator. And in this story, it was Aaron. Aaron became the great high priest, but it was a picture of Jesus Christ. This is a reality. Jesus Christ was cut down. They crucified him and put him on a cross. And there's been so many prophets and so many great people. There, there's been, there, there's, there, from the beginning of time, there's been millions of people. And it's appointed unto man once to die. You and me, we're going to be cut down one day. But Jesus Christ is the only one that, that came back to life. Jesus Christ is God's choice. And, and He loves you. And if you surrender your life to Him, you receive divine life and you will live forever in one of two places. If you receive Jesus Christ, you live in heaven for all of eternity. All we have is two dates and a dash. January the 19th, 1980 was the day I was born. And now I'm, I'm, I'm using a dash. And one day the death percentage is 100%. I'm going to die. There will be a, a second. There will be a date that I die. But when I take my last breath, I will be ushered by angelic armor bearers, pallbearers, into the presence of Almighty God, into paradise, and I will live with Him forever. This is my hope, and this is what I know, because this is what the Bible says so. And so Jesus Christ is God's choice, but God says today, I choose you. Many, many are called, but few are chosen. What does that mean? It means that the ones that choose him, hallelujah, are the ones that are chosen. What are you going to do with your dash? God bless you. I'll see you next week. This program was made possible by the generous partners and friends of Chance Walters Ministries International. Until next time, we are on the Revival Road. For more information, download our free ministry app or go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. Indeed, the best is yet to come.